Hello everybody or welcome back to Witchfix. Today we're going to be looking at a book that I think I showed in one of my book related hauls. Uh, it's The Coven by Lizzie Fry and I'm gonna have to put a disclaimer on this video because it appears at this point keeps being lost. When I don't like a book or a movie or anything that I'm reviewing and I say so, all that that means is that I didn't like the book and I'm getting very tired of getting comments and things saying like oh well you're wrong about this or personally insulting me it's just my opinion that's all the podcast is it's just how i feel about what i have read slash watched with that being said you can probably guess that i didn't care for this book that much i really wanted to like it some aspects of it were very like interesting i appreciated what was being done but overall I was not a fan and it was kind of a struggle to finish. So here's the blurb. Imagine a world in which witchcraft is real. In this world, mothers pass on peaceful powers to their daughters, but the men in charge decide that this secret knowledge is dangerous. Not only dangerous, but illegal. As witches around the world are imprisoned, one young woman discovers a power she did not know she had. This terrifying force puts her at the top of the list in a global witch hunt, but she and the woman around her won't give in easily, not while all women are under threat. So basically, this book is kind of a little teeny bit handmaid's taily. It's a little bit um, kind of like witch hunt in a modern setting. Um, but a lot of it is built around like feminism uh, and talking about like you know the demonization of women worldwide as well as talking about witchcraft uh, in, a, in a sort of fantasy way like they have like fantasy powers and things. Broadly speaking I think it's 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 a pretty good like novel it has some interesting ideas um, but I wasn't a fan for some kind of personal reasons mostly it was to do with the fact that a lot of it is like action uh, and a lot of like fantasy stuff like people slinging spells back at each other and creating like huge walls of water and and all of this stuff and i don't find that big cinematic fight scenes um especially when they involve like magical powers and things like that i don't find that that works very well for me in books it would be sort of like reading like the novelization of an avengers movie it, it, it would just be like swaths of people like throwing weapons and, and hitting other people and using powers and i don't find that terribly interesting to read um because it kind of gives the impression that what i'm reading is the novelization of a film and and i'm just just generally not a fan of that style also i found some of the like the way it talks about some of these issues to be um a little on the nose i have to say so basically you've got witches in in three categories uh you've got your kitchen witches who are basically just like people with very kind of normal wiccany type powers then you've got crystal witches who use crystals to project energy and do magic and then you have the amazing multi-powered elementals who have powers relating to earth air fire or water um and then on the other side of things you have the sentinel who are like the witch hunters they are like an american organization that has since somehow spread out across the globe to all but a few countries um like sort of stormtroopers going around uh, and they're all men like women aren't allowed to serve in the sentinel uh, and they go around you know 
enforcing this, arresting witches whatsoever. But you get to be in the mind of some of the Sentinel guys, like, going about their business, and they're talking about, like, oh, this bitch who is just, like, a bitch, and even if she's not a witch, she should still be crushed under a boot. And any man who, uh, like, helps the witches is called a cuck, and, and all of this stuff. And it is, like, just reading, like, the incel subreddit. It, it's very, like, in-your-face exactly what kind of toxic masculinity stereotype we're going for and i feel like it could have done with a touch more nuance because it yeah it, it definitely feels a little bit like every single buzzword that we could think of uh in terms of like what incels talk like and, and general sort of misogyny has been thrown in there and there's very little um in in the way of, of nuance in that so, for example, this quote from page 260. The unmistakable flares of elementals flickered up and around the valley as witches pulled themselves from the water. Red, yellow, blue, one white. Adelita Garcia must still be down there. He could discern movement, if not the actual people. He heard voices, male as well as female, the guttural consonants of that weird nonsense language they spoke. Most, if not all, of those bitches and their cuck male spawn and white knights must have survived. Disappointment coursed through the scourge. When the hell was he going to catch a break in this cursed witch hunt? Fuck. So this guy's name is The Scourge. That's all I have to say about that. But yeah, like, I feel... There's a lot of stuff being thrown at us there, and he almost feels very like a caricature, um, which doesn't necessarily help when there are so many characters and so many of them are just kind of caricature-ish. Speaking of caricatures, um, and now getting into spoiler territory, the main villain of the piece is the only woman who works in the Sentinel, because we're told that obviously the Sentinel is all men, it's very male power. But then you find out that their leader, who is referred to as Uno, um, is actually a woman, and, and a very high-profile woman. She's actually the wife of the US president. And you find out that she's also a witch. And I say you find these things out, but it's kind of wildly obvious where they're going with this. Because again, it's I found quite a lot of the plot quite predictable. But um, basically her name's, uh, I think, Marianne. And she's manipulating everyone with her magic. She's trying to become powerful and strong. She's trying to steal the magic of the elemental witch who could wield all of the elements, who is known as the One. Um, and on page 270 we get a little bit of her perspective and we find out a lot about her kind of outlook on life and it's basically all about how she thinks that women are only valued for their beauty and shows she's had all these cosmetic procedures and she uses sex to manipulate men um, and that men only get more attractive with age whereas women wither and fade and now she's kind of forcing this like diet and beauty regimen on her own daughters because they have to be as powerful as she is. Uh, and she says uh, at the sort of the end of page 270, she knew that beauty was the mark of a powerful woman when navigating a man's world. Men were all such dogs. Distraction was easy. How else could she have snatched control of the Sentinel, an environment where women had been banned for two decades? So... Again, this is kind of a caricature. It's that kind of internalised misogyny, this 
is a woman who is designed to embody that trope a woman who hates other women uh, women who for being her competition who hates them for not living up to the same standards that she set for herself but who also hates and manipulates men using her like uh, her sex and her beauty as a weapon and it feels like, you know, there's a lot of tropes colliding here. Uh, and, and she's sort of the main villain of the story. Now, when I was sort of talking about the, the plot, a, a brief outline here, uh, we get a lot of characters, a lot of their point of views, which I found very confusing. But we've got Adelita and Ethan, who have uh, who are an ex-Sentinel prison guard and a crystal witch, respectively, who bust out of a jail in America and then come to England. And then in England, we have Chloe and her father daniel chloe is the one uh and she comes into her magic in this huge accident which kills her mother and they have to go on the run because now the sentinel are after them they inevitably meet up with azalita and ethan they then go to boz castle um they meet a whole bunch of witches who are this sort of witch commune there uh, to try and get their help to overthrow the sentinel uh, and then they go to like russia and germany and they meet other witches and they like set this whole plan in motion and then on the other side of things we get the perspective of the scourge who is hunting the one we get the perspective of marianne we get um some posters and some interviews with marianne and her husband um about you know their history about how they how they rose to power and you get a lot of different perspectives from different people which is a little bit jarring and it also means like for me i couldn't feel that attached to any one character because there were so many that i was expected to kind of get into the head of i probably came closest with adelita i think because we start the novel with her uh, and so i was sort of more ready to get attached to her but it, it was quite a struggle to get invested and i found the plot a teeny bit generic um i feel like while the the sort of feminism elements uh, and all this sort of uh, ideas about that were very much in your face it felt like the witchy plot the actual kind of fantasy plot that was meant to carry these ideas and themes hadn't really been given a huge amount of originality because it's very much similar to like star wars and a bunch of other things you know you've got the evil people on one side who who want to stop people doing powers and things it really reminded me of avatar uh the last airbender not like avatar with the the blue people because on the one hand you've got like the avatar essentially who's like oh i can use all four elements and therefore I am strong and powerful. And then on the other hand, you've got like the evil empire who wants to get hold of that power and use it for themselves. So it, it didn't feel hugely original to me. And I was kind of upset that there wasn't like a kitchen witch in the mix because we have like, obviously the elementals the and the one and the elementals are very kind of precious about not liking crystal witches that much. And it feels like there's a lot of, um, internal rivalry in that community which doesn't really go explored that much uh, and then we have the one crystal witch who's adelita but we don't have a like a kitchen witch who is like a more kind of normal person 
all we're told is that the kitchen witch is like handed in their books of shadows and their cauldrons and promised to, to stop practicing and that's from the perspective of the president who's saying that so that's the only real look we get at them as if they're this kind of group of, of traitors who just like converted if you like to keep themselves safe and it's like um maybe we could have had some of them in in, in the main plot also and I don't know how I felt about this. It seemed to suggest that if you'd been through trauma, that kind of excused your actions. So here I'm going to trigger warn for discussion of, of sexual assault and murder. So we become aware through the plot that the leader of the Boscastle kind of commune of witches, Tansy, is a very powerful earth witch. And at one point she used her powers to physically constrain and then rape the scourge and that's why he has such a, a beef with her and why he wants to destroy her so much because he's living with this very traumatic memory of being completely helpless and being assaulted and i was like oh so we're gonna have to call tansy out for this right there's some nuance here that the witches are not all good and i was kind of having that feeling for a while because when Adelita and Chloe and, and the two guys who are traveling with them arrive at Boscastle. They're attacked by the witches who live there and they seem particularly keen to attack Adelita because she's a crystal witch and they are elementals and they don't want crystal witches there because crystal witches can steal elementals power. Never really um, explained how that works. Um, and they're also attacking the men just for being men and it, that feels like well out of order. Um, and they kind of like Tansy just like blasts people with magic when they don't agree with her. And it's like the back of the book says that they've inherited these peaceful powers and they keep saying like witches are nothing to fear. We just want rights. But at the same time, they go around being like, oh, we've had a minor verbal tussle. Let me just blast you up in the air with some of my magic powers. Seems a little bit suspect. But no, no one ever talks to Tansy about this even though Adelita has these like visions and memories of of the event because she kind of taps into like the past around different people and then on page 331 332 they go and meet the woman who taught Tansy magic and she says Tansy was never able to let go of her fear and rage Callie continued it's not all her fault either her earth magic was very potent when it came in she was just a little girl only six, far too young for such strong powers. She was alone a long time, saw things she shouldn't have. It sent her down the wrong path. Like me, Chloe said, eyes downcast. What I did to mum. That wasn't your fault, Daniel cut in, automatic. Callie put one hand on his. You're right, it wasn't. But Chloe is the one who did it, so she alone is the one who must bear the guilt. You cannot fix everything for her. That's not your job. And we're told at some point that Tansy has this like residual trauma from her daughter being murdered uh, at this sort of giant kind of genocidal anti-witch event that, that occurred. And I can kind of understand like she blames Ethan partly for this because he was there, even though when he saw that they were attacking witches who were like children, he wouldn't be a part of it. He left and he walked all the way to Boscastle to tell her that her daughter had died. She still holds that against him. I can kind of see the logic behind that but we're told that her powers came in when she was really young she was on the streets uh, for a really long time and i think the scourge picked her up off the street to like um abuse her 
because he thought that she was just, you know, a homeless woman who he could take advantage of. So obviously he's not a great guy in this scenario, but she is still a rapist. So I feel like they're both as bad as each other at this point. But what Callie is saying here is almost like, oh yeah, she had a really hard time. So that excuses everything that she did. And Chloe, um, who's sort of brought in at the end of that extract, she was like muzzled by her mother who was afraid for Chloe, afraid of what her powers meant and the danger they put her in. So she kind of magically dampened them uh, for Chloe's entire life until they kind of burst free. And, and Chloe had been like in pain because of this, didn't know like who she was or how to fix it. Uh, and then finally her magic came out and she basically deconstructs and disappears the house with her mother inside it and kills her. And she's saying like, oh yeah, this is my fault. I killed my mother. And it's like, yeah, you did. You killed your mother. But then Callie's very quick to say, no, you're right. It's not your fault. And I've, I kind of lost a lot of respect for the book at that point because it set all this stuff up. It was talking about some really big themes. Um, I thought we were going to get some nuance on like both sides of the conflict. But instead we had this real caricatured villain, all these men who hate women and hate men who like women. And then on like the goody side, we have like a rapist, people who keep like shooting each other with powers for no reason. Um, and people who just like excusing each other of really quite awful crimes. Um, and it kind of reminds me of like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Faith accidentally kills someone and goes on this whole like journey of, of trauma. And then in the end, like goes to prison for her crimes and, you know, has to really like deal with what she's done. And I feel like that's what this book was missing. It was really missing that kind of humanizing element because it just felt like they were just forgiving each other for these things so that they could get on with the plot. And in that sense, I feel like the book really put plot ahead of character development and, and character growth, uh, which was a little bit disappointing and really made it hard to like the characters from that point onwards. So we'll, we'll get to the sort of climax of the plot. Everyone, after going to like lots of different countries, lots of different places, um, they come together and they bring all like, the elementals and crystal witches to attack the sentinel tower. It's like bring down the sentinel on the day of the equinox because the equinox is like an important day and it was what caused Chloe's birth as the one her and Adelita were born on uh, the same day. Um, same day or same date, I think. I think Adelita might be older, but they're sort of connected because of that and it's why Chloe is like the one. It's like this date of rebirth on the equinox. Small point of contention. Every time they talk about the equinox, they say like, oh yes, the equinox, the dark of the moon. And that's not what the equinox is. And for a long time, I was like, okay, maybe these two events had coincided at sort of that point. And maybe it was talking about like two events. So like the equinox being like the equal day and equal night i was sort of trying to give it that benefit of the doubt but then on page 422 uh, there's one of many mentions that kind of conflates the two so it says white green yellow blue and red surge through the lead glass up towards chloe marianne and the anther cap at the top strength in numbers below adelita concentrated gripping onto consciousness and ej she could feel the grip of the dark of the moon descend the equinox was here 
So it's not saying like both of those things are happening, like the dark of the moon and the equinox are here, because the dark of the moon is like the new moon. But it's making it sound like the equinox is some sort of solar eclipse or, or something really weird's going on. Because she's like, oh, I can feel the dark of the moon coming. The equinox is here. Are those two different thoughts or are they the same thought? Um, maybe I'm missing something here, but yeah, they, they keep saying like the dark and the moon and the equinox and the equinox is just like the day and the night at the same length. It doesn't seem to have anything to do with the moon. So that's happening. But anyway, this is part of the big plan. They attack on the equinox. Marianne, the big evil lady, because she likes chemical peels and spiky heels, that rhymed, um, is going to use the equinox to steal Chloe's powers for herself somehow. It's never really explained how this is going to happen. At one point, she says something along the lines of, like, I need her to accept the darkness and think evil thoughts. Um, yeah, on page 417, uh, Marianne's heart leapt with malevolent pleasure as the tables turned. The girl was becoming consumed by thoughts of vengeance. She could feel it. If Marianne could ensure the teen sent those dark thoughts through the anther as she linked the equinox, the one's power would be hers. But how? Uh, the anther is this like glass thingy on top of the sentinel tower, I should explain. The sentinel tower is made of leaded glass, which is a kind of crystal, and Marianne like controls it like this great big um kind of antenna which helps to magnify her powers. Which she apparently has built for this ritual. But apparently making Chloe think bad thoughts will give her powers to Marianne, and I'm like, I don't know that that's how that works. And I wish we had been told at some point how crystal witches are meant to steal elemental witches powers because that's never covered but maybe by making them think bad thoughts i don't know um so she tries to do that chloe overcomes her with the power of anime and god and everything's fine they destroy marianne somehow through sending out power through the the tower it makes everyone a witch so it diminishes the powers of the few to give equal powers to the many uh, and this is covered in like the last like scattering of pages there's not a huge amount of like exposition on that concept um but that's you know how the book ends um there was something else that bothered me <laughs> um so it's, it's it, mainly in like ethan adelita's relationship so i found like the relationships between the characters kind of hard to buy because we hopped around so much in perspective and we never really delved deep with any one person but adelita and chloe just have this bond like they're best friends even though chloe seems remarkably unpleasant um they all do essentially everyone's kind of just like mean to each other at one point or another and i was just like oh okay that's a bit harsh but they have this like amazing bond all of a sudden um and ethan and adelita are meant to be in love so like he rescues her from prison because he needs a, a crystal witch or a witch um because he's part of this anti-sentinel men's only movement called the brotherhood and the plan is that they will all break one witch out and then attack the sentinel but he's the only one who manages to get out alive so so we're gonna miss uh but he's spellbinds with her which is basically like the you know magic-y togetherness bond type thing that you get in a lot of other kind of media um and then they're just like instantly in love 
And I don't like the kind of trope of just like, oh yeah, we're just instantly in love because something in our souls knows the other person's soul. And I didn't really get on board with that and didn't care that much about their relationship. Um, so that's the coven. Um, I've picked up on quite a lot of things that I just didn't enjoy about it and I found quite negative. Um, it is quite a long book for what it is. It kind of over 400 pages. Um and although it does have some like good ideas in there and some good concepts, and I can see what it's trying to do with this like um, witchcraft, feminism, witch hunts, attacking women type um, parallel, it just feels like it's very in your face about it. And the actual plot that's carrying it isn't terribly interesting to me, like in, in kind of an original sense. Um, and also there's like one trans woman in it and like i think a lesbian couple at one point but there isn't a huge amount of like and when i say a huge amount i don't think there was any like intersectional view of how this extreme patriarchy this like hatred of women and hatred of men who you know have any kind of emotional empathy towards women how this would be to live it for people who weren't just like you know straight women um and it feels like there was kind of a really big miss there in terms of like depth and intersectionality like when you look at the handmaid's tale they kind of talk about how it's much worse for like uh, lesbians you know they call them i think like gender traitors and they hang them and you do have to kind of think like okay but this wouldn't be like one kind of prejudice for all women this would be one kind of prejudice and then it would be worse because it would mix with other kinds of prejudice. And it just feels like this anti-witch, anti-woman rhetoric has replaced all other kinds of prejudice. Which didn't feel terribly realistic to me. But there we go. Um, so I, I think a reasonably good book. Um, I would recommend it, but I don't know. See what you think. If you're kind of into that like very cinematic style with lots of like fight scenes and, and, and things like that in that very kind of fantasy way, you probably really enjoy it. Um, if you like multiple perspective books and you get on with those just fine, again, probably going to be right up your street. If you want to read something that's like a little bit Handmaid's Tale, a little bit witchy, I could think of worse books for you to read. But for me personally, I was not like a, a massive fan of it and probably wouldn't read it again. So there we go. If you have any other books you'd like to recommend, do get in touch. And in the meantime, I will be hitting my to read pile to try and clear some space on my shelves. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.